Hello. That's so adorable. I told you I did it! I got it! I mean, TTRPGs are about fun and about collaboration. The, what this all builds, what this is all building towards, is more empathetic connections between people. There you go. Go there in the end. Welcome to Delightful Dungeon Diving, a coffee-slash-tea-table podcast dedicating to talking TTRPGs, character development, writing, and all that good stuff. Uh, I will pass it over to Emily for our bewitching beverage today. Hello and welcome. Our bewitching, our bewitching beverage today, I've chosen coffee. Sounds pretty innocuous, right? <laughs> mm. Right. That's what I thought. Whoa, uh, wait, whoa, whoa, Emily. No. <laughs> the Brit's suggesting re- coffee? I know, I know. It's strange. Only because I've had several arguments already about coffee. <laughs> like, see, oh, no. uh, England uh, is a funny old place. Um, it started off as everyone just had instant coffee. Like you just add water, that's that's the job. That's what everyone had in their household. Until uh-huh. Europe finally kind of like got their claws into England and gave us espresso. And you know what? Espresso is fucking good. I like an espresso. <laughs> like me a latte. It changed my world. Um, <laughs> I get here. Apparently, apparently, according to Patrick, the only good coffee is a pour over. <laughs> so interesting. I'm I'm highly in the espresso camp for coffees, uh, but apparently pour over is the American ideal. I don't know. Just just don't come know. up well. to Boston though. Just come up to Boston <laughs> where everybody's got their iced Dunkin' Donuts in January. Right. Give me or that over here to Texas where you know you can't have coffee without some whiskey in it. Right. <laughs> right. I just I feel like everyone's got the way they have their coffee and the way they like their coffee, and no one can tell them different. Well, and I just don't drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And some people just hate it. Some people just just no, no, thank you for the coffee. So, and that leads me wonderfully into our little scene, which is called Undone. I'd be undone without my coffee. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Adeyeme is a dragon from a proud heritage. However, Adeyeme maintains a humility and nobility of purpose that has earned her the nickname the Golden Child. Adeyeme had much to live up to and as such began taking on selfless tasks that became increasingly dangerous. On one such occasion, while attempting to escort a group of refugees across treacherous territory, the group was ambushed, and Adeyeme sacrificed herself to give the refugees time to escape. Her broken body was found by Pallara, who brought her to Kragnir and Atar and nursed her back to health. Adeyeme was taken with the fiercely loyal Pallara, who quickly became the great love of her life. I will be playing Atar. Atar is a dragon of great curiosity and wondrous ingenuity. When he was a young drake, Atar sought an apprenticeship with Kragnir and quickly became the old dragon's favorite student. Atar soaked up any lessons Kragnir had to offer and strived to make the old dragon proud. For his part, Kragnir's heart softened at the adoration of the young dragon, who he began to look on fondly as a son. Atar involved himself in civic engineering projects around the world, becoming a known benefactor and architect of wondrous works. 
Atar has been heartbroken by the war and pledges to do whatever it takes to help rebuild. I'll be Polera. Polera is a dragon whose strength is only surpassed by her indomitable will. After a vicious and unforgiving childhood, Polera came across Kragnir and attempted to assassinate him. Kragnir, bemused, took an interest in her purpose in flying missions for him. On one such mission, Polera came across a near-dead Adeyemi and saved her life. Inexplicably drawn to Adeyemi and unable to leave her side through recovery, Polera's cold heart was thawed and she fell deeply in love. Now I'll be playing Kragnir. Kragnir, known the world over as the Bricklayer, is an ancient dragon. Scales almost run to alabaster in his age. Kragnir lived a tempestuous and aggressive life as a young drake, but some event in his distant past changed him. Still stubborn, belligerent, and possessing an ego barely contained by the mountains he calls home, Kragnir dedicated himself to building up civilizations and aiding in the progression of the shorter-lived peoples. Kragnir found his ambitions to be limited by his solitude, so he began recruiting promising individuals to aid him in his work. Atar, Palara, and Ariyeme have been his most successful and rewarding pupils. But as the war rages on, Kragnir has become aware of his students' desperation to end the conflict, and an old name, long thought dead, has reawakened the fire in his heart. As a global war rages on for its 10th year, a trio of dragons, desperate to end the conflict, meet in secret. They have decided on a desperate last resort, a powerful ritual with dire requirements. Little do they know, their plan is not so secret. Everything is in place? Yes, passage is booked. For better or worse, we will arrive at Avacron's castle in six days. I still say we fly. We can't. We'll be spotted. So, the sooner we get there, the sooner we can end all of this. Polara, if anyone sees us flying across their borders... We are going to end this war, whatever the cost. No, Polara. We are doing this to decrease the cost. Every life snuffed out because of us will stain our souls. Well, if this ritual doesn't do that already... Second thoughts, Atar? No. I am decided. As are you both. We are of one mind. Always. Always. Even still, I know neither of you wanted this as your first choice. Of course not. It always was, and still is, our last resort. This war... Is it even a war? It is a cataclysm, an apocalypse. This world will never be the same. We can rebuild it. <laughs> we can try. No, we will. I will spend every waking moment dedicating these powers to helping the nations of the world rebuild, regrow, to live again. And after? What do you mean, after? If we are successful, we will long outlive any nations we bring back. We will outlive everything. What will you do when the pieces are all put back together? Will you let these people run heedless as they were? Run headlong back into conflict? I know you have more faith in them than that, my heart. I don't know, my love. I don't know anymore. The things we've seen. The destruction. I am no dictator. I am an architect. I will help. Then move to the next. 
This world is wide and not a corner of it untouched by this war. You asked me before, and I've decided. I will help you, Atar. Once we've brokered the peace, I will help you guide the people back to their feet. You have both grown naive. And you cold. I was born cold. It was she that thawed me. Then stay in the warmth, my heart. This world needs your strength and your great capacity for love. I wish. I knew I'd find you here. Though I wished with all of my being I wouldn't. Kragnir, how did you... Never mind how. I'm here now. And I think you'd better explain yourselves to me. Old Scales, we don't have to explain ourselves. You've sat back and watched the world burn. Please, Kragnir, listen to us. There is no way to end this war without force. War's end, oh golden one. Not this one. This is something new, something horrific and uncontrollable. Ten years. Ten years the world is aflame, whole cities destroyed, generations decimated, the growing diaspora of displaced cultures. It's immense. If you'd fought with us, Bricklayer, if you'd protected what you had built... Then what? I could have joined in the wanton destruction. I could have seen war. I have embodied it. I have seen empires rise and crumble to ash. When you have lived as long as I, you will gain the same perspective. That life for others is brief? That it's not worth protecting? Are you a heartless god then, Kragnir, to simply set the pieces in motion and watch the tragedy unfold? How much of this ties back to you, to your machinations and manipulations? Don't you dare, whelp! Don't you dare! Not when I know what your plan is. Kragnir, we can force the nations to come to peace. Under threat of annihilation? Yes, that is what it will take. You would make yourselves super weapons, a threat to end their worlds if they do not do as you desire. Nothing else has worked. Burn their cities, destroy their resources, freeze their harbors solid. None of it has worked. And everywhere we've joined the fight, other dragons have been brought to counter us. We can only do so much. So, so, it is lichdom you seek. Truly, I could not bring myself to believe it. But now I see the poisonous path of logic that's led you here. And you've walked it as if you blazed the trail yourselves. With this power, we can force them to make peace. We can force them to reshape their governments and borders. Do you know what it costs? We only want to end the war and help them rebuild. And prevent them from making the same mistake again. No. We don't want to control them. I do. No, Pilara, we can't. You know this. You believe it, but I don't. Time and time again, they've come to this horror. The people have reached a level of power in their magic, in their technology. War is no longer isolated. It is tied from one country to dozens. And their capacity for taking lives has rivaled our own. You don't truly feel this way. How could I not? Look at what we've lost. Do you know what it costs? Teacher, please. We tried to entreat with you. We tried to gain your guidance. But you've refused to involve yourself, and now we're at the brink. Do you know what it costs? Yes, and we are willing to pay it. A sacrifice, a piece of our souls to gain undeath and unparalleled power. A power to bring every government to peace. 
a sacrifice we are willing to pay for our dedication to the people of the world. Fools! You think a bit of your soul will suffice? Is that what she told you? She? Then you know who? Of course I know! You sought the help of Avaclon, the fools that you are. I know because she offered the same bargain to me, and I killed her for it. Or at least I thought I had until I learned of your folly. At least she wants to help. Help! She wants you to commit genocide! What? What are you talking about? Lichdom! For dragons, a piece of our soul is not enough. No, you must weave into your own sacrifice that of innocence, of unwilling souls to bulwark your phylactery. That is how Abercon achieved her own lichdom, with the death of a kingdom. No, it can't be. So many have died already. So many more will if we do not. Pilara, no. Wait, we need to think. This can't be true. How disappointed I am that you'd fall prey to that worm's lies. Oh, you're disappointed, are you? That Adeyemi, the golden child, disagrees with you? Or that Atar, your favorite pupil, is willing to go farther than you to achieve what you haven't? No. I am most disappointed in you, Palara. Ariemi has always been too noble. The chance to save others has blinded her to malfeasance. Atar, too curious for his own good, always so eager to discover new wonders and look where it's led him. But you, your strength and pragmatism I always admired, and yet here you are, having been taken in by a trickster. Avarklan will use the ritual to bind all of you to her. You're wrong. We're stronger than her together. She wouldn't risk it. We wouldn't kill innocents for this. Kragnir, you know we wouldn't. I have given my life to save as many as I can. Every battle, every disaster. You have to believe we didn't know this was the bargain. But we can find another way for it to work. We can together, with our magic, find another way. We... we can't do this, can we? The closer you get to the ritual, the more she will twist your minds. Look how far she's come with just her promises and her words. How far do you think she can go once you're under the sway of her magic? We can't do this. We've been deceived. It won't work. Wait, Atar, there are no other options. The war will rage on. Please, we have to talk about this. Atar, wait! One mind! One mind! Adeyemi, this won't achieve what we want. More will die. The war won't end. I should have listened to you in the beginning, when you had doubts. Wait. Kragnir, how did you find us out? No one but us knew of the plan. You underestimate me, pup, as usual. No, I've had your measure for quite some time, Bricklayer. The only way you would have known is if one of us told you. Pilara, stop. Pilara, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have told him. No, you wouldn't. His disappointment was always the sharpest thing you feared. You're too weak. Too much of a coward. Pilara, please, slow down. You're spiraling and we need to talk. As you did with him? You told him, didn't you? You sought his help one last time and told him of our plan. Enough of this folly. I will not allow you to give yourselves over to Abercon. I was unwilling to suffer the existence of one Draco Lich. I will not have three more join her. Pilara, I did not tell him. 
Kragnir, please, tell her it was not me. Liar! Cowards, I will do this alone! The war must end, and this is the only way! Do not make me kill you, Palara. My heart, please, please do not do this. I am cold, Adiyemi. My heart, my love, my fury is cold. Teacher, you do not have to kill her. We can talk this out. Please, she's my friend, my closest friend. Oh, little architect. It seems I have one last lesson to teach you. Be strong in your convictions. Be iron in your purpose. Please, no! I will not stop. Then you have lost! Ah, well, thank you all for joining us in that scene. Hopefully everyone's blood is up. Uh, I'm Nick. Mm -hmm. I use he, him pronouns. And an odd fact for me this week is... uh, Recently, I have gotten my motorcycle license. Oh, fun. My Very father fun. rode bikes his whole life, and uh, he <laughs> literally found a bike on Craigslist that was cheap so he could fix it up and have me and my brother learn how to ride. Oh, so. <laughs> that's cute. I like uh, that. So, yeah, one more dangerous hobby for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for the little one. Goodness gracious. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm Hannah. My pronouns are she, her. And my odd fact this week is that in my living room on one of our bookshelves, we have a framed picture of the author Neil Gaiman. Oh, that's cool. cool. And there is a backstory to this. It's it's not all that exciting, actually. Um, (laughs) uh, My my dear, dear friend, uh, one of the people I play TTRPGs with, uh, their wedding theme uh, for the tables was all authors. And every table had the portrait of one of their favorite authors on it. And being among some of the more nerdy at the, uh, not that authors in general aren't nerdy because they absolutely are just different facets but um being one of the more sci-fi fantasy nerdy friends of theirs uh i ended up at the neil gaiman table and at the end of the night my husband and i grabbed the photos like ours yoink and it has been sitting in our living room ever since nice i like it i like that that's very good so people like occasionally look up and why do you have a picture of neil in your bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) this is my shrine to neil this is is where we burn the candles very good. Uh, hi, I'm Ibrahim. Uh, he, him. Uh, my odd fact today is that I actually uh, quit caffeine recently just to see oh, if I could. Wow. And Are it was okay? really hard. But I yeah, did. Sorry, I brought up coffee a minute. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, it's not like a. It's not like a huge like. Eh, it's whatever. It's really more of a health thing than anything. Um, I, I'm avoiding caffeine too, to be perfectly honest. Been drinking yeah. a lot of herbal mint tea. Nice. Hi, I'm Emily Graymore, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm not avoiding caffeine, but I am avoiding alcohol at the moment. Um, my fun fact is I recently discovered I'm allergic to alcohol. Oh, oh no. goodness gracious. I'm yeah. so sorry. I've been, I, luckily, I was, <laughs> I say luckily, um, I was never really a big drinker anyway. Um, it would only be on like social occasions or something. And maybe I just have like a glass of wine, like very rarely. I don't, I drink too much. Um, but I'd always get in the same kind of way afterwards. <clears throat> and I always never really knew why. Um, it would always be like a struggling to breathe mm-hmm. sort of situation. And I was like, what the fuck? Am I just, what is happening? And then, yeah, two and two together. And apparently I'm just aware allergic of? to alcohol. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So 
no more for so me. Hey, I, mean, hey, I could, but it's uncomfy. Folks <laughs> at home, remember, if anything you eat or drink makes you uh, short of breath and mm-hmm. you feel like a crushing <laughs> feeling in your chest after you eat yeah. or drink that thing, that's Maybe probably not normal. Right, right. So, um, yeah, don't just keep drinking and thinking that it'll go away. Because <laughs> 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 that doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> that's my old fact today. So uh, for today's splendid snack, uh, I'm going to choose one of my favorites, and it's a pretty simple one. It's pretty easy to make. Uh, lemon bars. Oh, I love them. And I say they're pretty easy to make, but there was a time when my mom and my best friend's mom were going to make some special lemon bars. And there are, y'all, there's like four ingredients to these things. And uh, it's flour, sugar, lemons. And sure enough, they forgot the flour. So we got a lemon mm. soup. It was good. It's pure oh, sugar. Okay. <laughs> a nice sweet lemon soup. Mom, I love you. <laughs> but I... if y'all couldn't uh, couldn't quite pick up on the vibe from our scene today, we always like to tie our scenes into our topics. We are talking about conflict. And in the uh, space, in the TTRPG space, this can mean conflict in your narrative, conflict between your players or players and GM, and conflict in general. So Mm. let's fight it out. (laughs) Right. This episode, we're actually just going to cut to a live MMA match. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you should settle all table disputes. Um, Yep. I will... uh, uh, I'm going to kick us off with a thought that I don't want to lose. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about conflict is, and we've had a session zero episode, talking about how you're going to deal with conflict is yes. always a big thing. When I, uh, I am a teacher, when I was a public school teacher, it was something that was becoming more in vogue at the beginning of the school year to write out big contracts that you make during class with your students and you all agree to what the steps are when there is conflict and when it cannot be resolved. Mm -hmm. Uh Saying that in your own tables, uh, your TTRPG tables, bringing up um, experiences with conflict is important. It's important as a learning tool, but also always be aware that you might be giving the the conflict itself a little more power and be cognizant Mm. that you don't want to spread that conflict Mm -hmm. into other unsuspecting people because it can definitely happen yeah yeah i think definitely if it's left um untreated as well Mm. it has the tendency to just kind of like spread um amongst other people because i mean if there's like a tension between two players for example at your at your table um and there's some kind of like external conflict going on between the two of them if that's not addressed their kind of attitude and their vibe is going to affect the rest of the party they might start it might come through in their characters they might just start making sort of like very kind of vindictive choices because they're just having a beef with this person um and then just escalates and escalates and then no one's having fun at that point yeah um so i think if you notice it obviously like try and address it immediately but if you're like me and you're not a fan of conflict <laughs> and you try and avoid it at yeah. all costs it can be it can be challenging um i think my advice is always um just speaking to the person one-on-one uh or the individuals one-on-one because you never want to address it in front of everyone because that's going to cause embarrassment and it's going to make mm-hmm. issues worse so I, if you can pull them away or talk to them after the session, um, 
just individually just to get their side of the story like what's happened and yep. can we come to some kind of compromise or conclusion or how can we kind of like make this better um yeah mediating that um is a skill uh that not everyone has but it's something that sometimes you just have to have to mm. bite the bullet with or you know just separate the two of them and that's that yeah um, like emily i am myself also very conf- conflict averse and my favorite tool is is honestly and nick brought it up is the session zero is mm. how it obviously you'll never preempt everything yeah but mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity to avoid conflict by simply stating what everyone's boundaries are not necessarily saying whose boundaries are what but what the boundaries of the table that are consistent mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that everyone is going to stay comfortable um you know, what the boundaries of the table are and what the goals of everyone at the table, because you could have two people playing a TTRPG, playing the same TTRPG that have very different play styles. And I believe yeah. we've had an episode on different play styles before. Mm-hmm. And it might cause conflict if one person is looking to get something out of their gaming that not, that isn't compatible with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you sort of just make sure that you have your session zero and that everyone is as best as possible on the same page there is a great deal of conflict that you can avoid yeah just 100%. to start with in that Absolutely. in that respect yeah yeah uh, i am um, sorry go on Ibrahim. oh i was just going to say that uh, i really agree with what you're saying here and i think that it's really important to remember that different people can have different uh needs around how much conflict mm-hmm. they do or don't want to see at the table that can change session to session sometimes you're okay with getting into a big like verbal smackdown with your friends <laughs> over <Right>. you know <laughs> your little your little uh your little guys around the table but you you're not all the time sometimes you mm-hmm. can be like well i'm kind of just emotionally dysregulated and i actually would prefer if we didn't get into a big argument at the table um right. And that can be, you know, expressed very plainly, very calmly, and that can help everyone at the table just have fun. The 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 actual end goal of this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So and, and I think it also establishes a level of trust to be on the same page with other people. I think well, thankfully it didn't really spiral very far. One of the most awkward experiences I've personally had with conflict at a TTRPG table, um, stemmed from a misunderstanding and a mistrust uh, and an insecurity of my own that I did not think that I, as my character, was conveying adequately my position or my character's position. Mm -hmm. And I misread the character's misunderstanding with thinking the dungeon master, the the game master, had misunderstood uh, me. And so I actually broke character and tried to explain. And it just totally ruined the moment. Mm-hmm. And my friend who was GMing got a little frustrated with me. And it, you know, it, it didn't amount to much. But it was a very big learning moment for me that I need to have a combination of just trust the moment trust the other players that i'm playing with trust myself Mm -hmm. that i am actually conveying what i need to and even if not let the moment happen and 
I guess for me, I, I, I can sometimes want a little more control than is absolutely necessary <laughs> and stop trying to control the moment as a, a player, especially, and just go with what's happening and, and react organically instead of trying to be the author on the outside and make sure that it happens as I want it to happen. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think there's there's a great deal of wisdom for game masters in that as well, that, that to some extent you can't control every little thing that's going to happen in the narrative oh yeah um and and i think that's one area that can inadvertently slip into unnecessary conflict very quickly yeah absolutely i think um on that um the biggest trigger does seem to be the not being heard or not mm-hmm. feeling like you're being heard. Exactly. Yeah. So um yeah, if, if you've got that sort of I mean all it would have taken I suppose is the the GM in that instance to be like I understand just so you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I can see you getting frustrated yeah. as an aside. Um and I think that that's a good point like in character confrontation is a very different beast to player you know like out of character confrontation so obviously we've had kind of that discussion about the the session zeros and uh what people's boundaries are but when Mm -hmm. your characters get heated um obviously you'll you'll have discussed how you know (laughs) how aggressive you want to be or like how much you can kind of take but there's also like the red card that you can throw up at any point if things are starting to get too hot i mean i had this instance literally um a couple weeks ago in uh so in the unbalanced group we did a little one shot um with one of the players gming instead and this is the first time that as players i had to get <laughs> quite angry at sam <laughs> and in the moment like we were having like she was being complete uh, very obstinate um and my character was getting increasingly frustrated and irate with her and as it was kind of escalating, I literally stopped and said, I love you, by the way. This is not <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah. getting like, I'm starting to feel upset. So like, I need to tell you, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and she was like, no, that's fine. That's fine. And I found out afterwards, the reason she was being so obstinate as the character is because as a person, she was getting incredibly anxious. Um, mm-hmm. And she just didn't know how to react. Uh, because mm-hmm. again, she's very confrontation averse. Um, and it, she was very, very glad I broke the character at that point and was just mm. like, it's okay. <laughs> right. This is okay. This is, I don't mean any of this. I, um, yeah. I don't know if I've brought this up before and I don't know if this is a widespread thing or if it's just my group, but when we are playing and if we're either in person or we are having video screens for one another, our hand gesture for I am speaking out of character is to hold a fist over your head. That's a really good idea. And so, you know, so in in your case, Emily, you know, I can imagine you could just like throw your fist over your head. I love you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Change your position, pull your hand back to neutral. And you're, it's very clear you're making the distinction from you know, hand over the head, this is me, Hannah, the player, or this is me, Hannah, the player, and, you yeah, know, switch character. back to a neutral That's a good pose, idea. Yeah, that's a good tool. and this is me, the, the character, speaking mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was hard. Like, the first time we've ever really had, like, a character bust up, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was, like, for, even from my my end, I was like, oh, this is uncomfy. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, yeah, and it was, it was fun in the end, but, but I am glad that I just sort of very... went 
fulfilling. Yeah, it was and good. Satisfying. I mean, it, to very good storytelling. Follow through I agree. a story like yeah. that. Hundred yeah. percent. I think one thing uh, for for pe- for people who haven't played, or even if you've just done like a one shot, it's it's always hard for me to explain uh, to to others that TTRPGs. It's not a board game. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to run a one shot or even a campaign for people, it's not like a board game night. And then another thing that it gets compared to a lot with the role playing aspect is improv. And mm-hmm. yeah, sure. To an extent, but people who are doing improv all know that they are doing improv in the moment. And mm-hmm. if you are doing any other sort of acting, you have a script, you know what the boundaries are. TTRPGs exist in a really weird nebulous space between those. And it can be really easy for real world stuff to seep into your character. And as a teacher, one thing I I, I saw this a lot was when people have not experienced the extreme of an emotion before, Mm -hmm. most people are going to experience love. They're going to experience grief. But not everyone experiences an actual furious, righteous anger at another mm-hmm. human being. You know, contact sports, that's a good way to get it. Um, also a good way to get some extra scars. Driving. Uh, right. Sometimes. D- driving. But yeah, having that actual <laughs> connection to someone else's face and knowing that person and actually being angry at that person to the point of shouting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a normal thing people reach often. So when you're playing characters in a game with circumstances you can't always control, mm-hmm. it can really throw you off for a moment when you find yourself mm-hmm. there. And you can and forget think, that, oh, this isn't me. Right. I think that, yeah. that brings up a point about self-care and aftercare. Yeah. And if you have a particularly emotional session one way to sort of mediate the potential for the in-character conflict impacting the out-of-character mental state mm-hmm. is have a debrief. Yeah. After That's that so game good. ends, everybody's out of character, have a debrief or between the two people who were involved in that, mm-hmm. give yourself that space to yeah. deconstruct where your feelings are, um, you know, remind yourself and your friend that that this was an in-character experience. It doesn't really have any impact on, you know, how you feel about the person. Um, and I think that's something that we forget about sometimes that can be very useful in keeping everything at the table much more comfortable and fun. Yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. helped Sam and I so much. Like, it really did. Having that conversation afterwards and kind of, like, just reassuring each other and me realizing, actually, that made her incredibly anxious and things like that. Um, yeah, it helped us hugely. I couldn't recommend it more. It was very, very good. Very helpful. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 so easy to ignore aftercare. It's so easy to be like, well, I feel fine. Um, right. And then, you know, that that's just how you are. But I, I think we should all sort of have a, a little bit more of a duty of care over the other players at the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, while you may be fine, somebody else at the table might feel kind of weird about an interaction that the both of you had or shared, and they might need a little bit of assurance. And yeah. that's not, or it shouldn't be seen as an inconvenience or like a mm-hmm. personal failing. It's just, Hey, usually when I'm hanging out with my friends and, <laughs> just talking we don't usually have like big 
fights. We don't usually have huge right. arguments. We don't yeah. usually come into conflict like that. And while there is that separation between me and the character, I can still feel like, okay, I know there's a separation, but just to be sure, was there anything yeah. else to that interaction? Was there something that yeah. I was missing? Yeah. Was there subtext? Yeah. The uh, emotions can still be real. Right. Mm-hmm. The and feelings are you real. have to... You yeah. have it's this that emotion still in your body. It happens mm-hmm. in, with actors all the time as well. That emotion mm-hmm. is still in your body, and you have to take care to transition out of that. Yeah, and when we talked about session zeros, and and it's also an ongoing conversation that you can have with players, especially Absolutely. you as a GM. If you know narratively that you are likely to get into a conflict, and it might not even be the players, it might be you, you're going to have an NPC who's angry. You know, me, me playing Kragnir and being mad at all my little, my little dragon kids here. Um, if you know that's going to happen, it, 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 I'd behoove you to, to prepare your people because I, one memory, I, I, it never goes away. And it wasn't my fault. I was just nearby. Uh, as a kid, I think it was 12, 13. Um, Another kid, we were all playing around a pool and another kid kind of like put on a persona from some movie, like being really angry and shouting. And the person he shouted out, you know, we all knew it was a joke, but she had a visceral reaction and ran off and turned out she had an abusive dad and we didn't know that. And so with TTRPGs, you don't know what everyone's experience with heightened emotions are. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I know that there are people who roll their eyes and say like, oh, you're taking the fun out of it, the, the spontaneity. Fuck off. No, you can prepare right. people for this thing and it can still be amazing when you get there, you know? Yeah, there's a way to set boundaries. And in a weird way, you're actually reminding me of a content creator I've watched recently who is an intimacy coordinator ah. and, <laughs> you know, talking about boundaries and these are the things in this scene, whether it be a scandalous sex scene on a TV show or an interaction in a TTRPG, you create the framework you're going to live within in that moment. And you know, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, this might happen, this might happen, this might happen. Um, but you don't know when and you don't know how, but you do know that this other thing is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and so, it doesn't stifle creativity. Honestly, I feel like having a framework makes me feel more creative and freer when I have some, not even necessarily boundaries of comfort level stuff, but just some framework to work with. Yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. off, right? And 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 it, it's just it all goes back. I think I think it all goes back to you know setting expectations at the beginning of play, and no one ever owes you an explanation of why they have a certain boundary. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. know if if the dungeon master or the game master wants to keep that consent sheet and those boundaries, you know keep that anonymous or private. No one owes you an explanation. You just know this person or one of the people at the table doesn't feel comfortable getting into emotional, you know, shouting situations. End of sentence. No is a complete sentence, you know? Right. Um, And that goes with so, so many things. When, when I was writing our scene today, um, and it's one that's been cooking for a while uh, narratively. I I had, you, you have several stages here where, Atar is someone who is backing out of this conflict. Uh, 
Polera is redirecting her anger in the wrong way, uh, now accusing her friends of ratting them out when that's not really the issue. And Adeyemi is someone who is frantic and having a bit of a, maybe a bit of a panic attack here and needs a second and wants everyone to right. calm down and think. We, we have methods and tools for preventing conflict. And, and I don't like the word avoiding conflict because that makes it feel like it's just like shoved in a corner somewhere. Good point, good point. Preventing yeah. conflict from ever even taking root or needing to. But yeah. I want to ask you guys, um, what are some things y'all think of uh, that might help with actual conflict resolution? It's happened. It's the, the, the shit's hit the fan. How do you clean up? How do you are repair you the person those involved relationships? In the, in the conflict, or are you an outsider in the in the conflict? Actually, you know what? Let's get it from both sides, mm. or all sides, I should say. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I just say that because I know that when you have a moment, you have a fight with someone, and then you you do make up. You legitimately like, you know what? We're both heightened emotions. Get it. It is really easy to magnify everything in your head and you're not going to remember the moment where you hugged and made up. You're going to remember the moment where you were pissed Mm. and you, and it's past, it's gone, it's dealt with, but you're still going to remember that. So how do you help deal with these things? It's a tough thing. Like my my mind immediately goes to uh, if the GM is a witness to a conflict on the one hand, I, I, I feel badly placing just by default placing the emotional labor onto the GM just because of their role at the table to say, well, you're in charge. You have to fix this. <laughs> yep. Um, and I also am hesitant to advise, find a, a third party player that wasn't involved with it and get advice for them. Cause that just, you know, you risk getting into gossip yeah, territory. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, I think it's one of those, if you see something, say something, um, if you are a person at the table, whether you're the GM or not, and you see something that, that doesn't go well, um, if you're a player, I think it is fair to acknowledge this to the GM and say, hey, mm-hmm. do you remember that thing that happened? That doesn't sit right with me and I'm worried about so-and-so and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think we, we sort of touched on this earlier. Uh, there's definitely value in... Um, if it's a conflict between two people, talking to each of them separately, talking to mm-hmm, them together mm-hmm. as well. If there's one problem player that keeps doing things inappropriately, if you did manage to have that session zero and you set those boundaries ahead of time and they're crossing those boundaries, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, we all agreed on day one that mm-hmm. we weren't going to behave like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can we talk about this? Can you tell me why you feel it necessary <clears throat> to include this kind of behavior? And can we maybe find a solution so you don't do that? Um, and if they make it seem like it's going to be repeat behavior, nobody likes kicking somebody out of a table, but sometimes it is absolutely necessary and I know sometimes you have people who they're part of your wider friendship circle yeah. and the conflict is very specifically to your TTRPG table, but it is a real space and it is a real experience and it is a real behavior that is negatively impacting people. And it is a completely valid and sometimes necessary action to remove someone from the table. It doesn't mean they're necessarily removed from the friend group and it mm-hmm. might cause wider conflict because of it. But 
I do think there's value in standing up for one another when someone is behaving poorly and they are given opportunities to correct the behavior and they choose not to. Yeah, that's the important thing. If they've been given the opportunities to correct it. So, you know, assuming that they understand uh, that they're treading on those boundaries, because some, I mean, maybe they just had no idea. But if you've had the chance, say, hey, just so you know, you're doing this. Oh, shit, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Uh, Versus the, yeah, and. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly. um yep. yeah so definitely yeah if they've had that chance to correct it and haven't um yeah out you go <laughs> um i think uh it's i agree with all those points um i think if you've got if it's two other people like you know that you've noticed there's an issue tell the gm um if they can kind of have words with each of them try and figure it out try and come to something um you know without sort of spreading the the gossip everywhere if it's between me and and someone else um it's tricky i mean uh everyone has different sort of reactions to to confrontation or arguments uh i know with me i have to go go away and cool down for a hot minute so oh, i just absolutely. have to i have I to that's yeah. important. pull myself away um but i've learned <laughs> that other people um they they can't let it go until they understand so they might keep chasing until like i need to know what's wrong what have i done wrong tell me what's happening why aren't you talking to me it's like this they have to figure it out otherwise they get incredibly anxious and they don't know what's happening um so i think that check-in is really really important it's like hey i noticed this thing what do you need at this moment do you need space or do you want to talk about it now um or like shall we come back to this later and then just kind of like having that understanding um so you're not making it worse yeah. <laughs> um yeah. so like i'm i'm trying to do better with myself if i do come with uh to a disagreement with someone trying to make myself stay in that moment to try and address it there and then instead of mm-hmm. letting it fester because that's my kind of like initial reaction sometimes i know that's not the right the right one yeah. to do um yeah so I think asking them what they want is important. Mm. Uh, I think yeah. so so long as you do not push off a conflict perpetually. Yeah. 100%. I do think though there there can be space for I hear you now, I see you now. I am not in an emotional space where I can have a constructive yes. discussion about 100%. this. Can I please come back to this? in 20 minutes, in an hour tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. So set an actual time that you think is, that is not too long. There's maybe no, yeah. no longer than a day or two. Um, set an actual time to come back to the topic mm-hmm. uh, and hold to it. Yeah, I agree you know, with that. Don't keep pushing this off of, I can't deal with this, I can't deal with this. Um, but I think it is fair to give yourself some space to mm-hmm. calm down and come out of that moment but it's very important like you said some people need need to have that immediate feedback it's important to acknowledge the situation mm-hmm. for the other party yeah. and try to come to a compromise in in what's a reasonable time frame to address it yeah 100 percent. those immediate feedback needers the amount of times i've had to say i will be back give me half an hour and we will have this discussion right um just yep. so they they know that there's going to be a resolution and they're not left right. sort of just flailing in the wind. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. That that giving that time frame is really, really important. Yeah. I think that really but helps. But th- there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm in a space right now emotionally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that if I try to resolve this now, I am going to hurt you and I do not want to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times right. I've said, if I keep talking to you, I'm going to say something I regret. 
Exactly. How many times I have said something I regretted? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear that. I I think (sighs) one path towards conflict resolution can be to appoint a safety coordinator for your table. Um, Mm, I've played in a couple games with that, and I think that is very useful because you know who to go to. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also have a backup person in case the safety coordinator is the person who is at the yeah, center yeah. of the conflict. You, know. <laughs> you have the, uh, the DM, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Usually the DM will be your backup person, or you know whoever that, however that works out. But having a third party who you decide upon at the beginning, this is the safety coordinator. This is the person who is, you know, uh, if you have a concern, you can raise it with them, and then we can discuss it further. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a good way to apportion that work and not just lump it in with everything else the GM has to do. And Um, and also importantly, that's someone who has consented to that role. Yes, 100%. That's a role that has to be chosen. You can't just shove it on. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea, especially for groups that aren't maybe that familiar with one another, that are meeting online, that don't have much of a history with one another, especially. But even if you do know each other and have played for a while, it can be a valuable role as well. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Conflict can be fun, but it has to be controlled it has to be shaped it has to be something that does not exceed the boundaries of what any individual is comfortable with Mm. one thing i've had experience with uh as far as ttrpgs go is bringing your outside conflicts to the table and and that and that goes for any sort of hobby or any activity you do um i am work as well i mean yeah work too definitely i I am famously even keeled among people who know me, um, which is why when I had a moment on a field with a a player who I knew had been overworked and having a a rough week was really acting up and uh, acting dangerously. And I had my own frustrations from being in a, you know, Texas public school all day and uh, everything boiled over and we had it out and not, no, no fisticuffs are flying or anything. Um, But it was a moment where even as it was happening, I was thinking, I don't like feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be angry. And I, I want to know how we can resolve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we actually mm-hmm. had that moment happen a second time for the same reasons. And for if, if by any chance that person happens to listen to this, you know, I love you and respect you and <laughs> think that you were so much better than that job treated you. Uh, but yes. we, 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 we did have a resolution. Um, and it was a moment of, you know, these things coalesced into the, the, the perfect storm and we both can understand that, but we, we didn't just have to apologize to each other. I had to apologize to people who are around. Yeah. You're like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. sorry, y'all just witnessed point. us losing our shit. And uh, that was new for both of us. So <laughs> really sorry. Um, no one, none of you did anything wrong. Um, and I, how many times I had to say that to, to, to children when I was teaching where I would not, you know, really lose my temper. Uh, very, very few handful of times. Well and um, one of them was during a, a, a an active shooter lockdown. Oof. But how many times I had to tell them, this has nothing to do with you guys. This is something else. I just need a second. You mm-hmm. did nothing wrong. Mm. And it's important that you understand you did nothing wrong. You know what? If, if, if I could, everyone just watch Bluey. 
Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just that's makes you a better this, person. That's what this podcast has been building towards. <laughs> yeah. Just watch Bluey. Just and, watch uh, Bluey. If, thank you for bringing that up, Nick. We can actually end the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so it's been Go nice working with you all. Well, Nick brought something up, though, that I, I think is valid to, to, to add on. Um, to the point of trying of how much or little and trying necessarily not to bring your outside conflict into the TTRPG sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, TTRB, TTRPG is not therapy. And that is discounting yeah. actual therapists using TTRPG as a tool in an actual yep. licensed therapeutic setting. That's not what I'm talking about. That is a, I love that that's something that happens, but as a hobby, as a game, TTRBG is not therapy. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be therapeutic, yeah, but exactly. do not go in expecting to work out your demons with yep. your characters. Yeah. Don't because put that, that work on the people at your table. Yes, yeah, because that fair. is that is a very good recipe to cause conflict in yourself, for yourself, among the table and make things worse in some ways. Yeah. Um, so, so that is that is definitely a part of, of the whole conflict discussion as well. If yeah. I could mm-hmm. leave a um, if I could if I could if I could leave off with a bit of wisdom um, as part mm-hmm. of the Australian football team I ran for a number of years and was part of for the most of my adult life. Um, I had started working with a mental health um, nonprofit, and I ended up being in a lot of online forums to, uh, you know, meet with people and talk with people. And most of the time, we were directing them like, "Hey, here are some actual therapy resources." But one thing that constantly came up with conflicts, and I can easily see this at a TTRPG table, passive aggression is not cute. Passive aggression Mm. is toxic. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, as uncomfortable as it is, because oddly enough, I am also conflict averse, but I am also 35 and tired of shit. So I just don't care as much anymore. (laughs) I promise you, please, please, please address it. It will make you yeah. feel, if not better, it will make you feel com- more complete. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, don't don't let it simmer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm. I agree. For for um, having grown a lot in like emotionally, I would say in the last kind of like five years or so of my life. Um, that's right, kids. You you don't get growing until you're about thirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, to have the courage now to speak up and say something or have have those conversations that my anxiety is telling me are going to be the most horrific conversations of my life oh my god it's it's now I've done it a few times it's so much easier and my god does Mm -hmm. it feel good once you've done it um yeah it's like Nick said you just it's that it is weird. It's like that feeling complete is like a really good way of putting it. And I can't describe it in any other way. It just, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. just relief and just contentedness. Oh, it's just good. It's good. Do it. Um, as much as I'm a petty bitch and I love being uh, a petty bitch, just, yeah, have the conversation. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> just have the conversation. You'll feel better afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Your games will be better for it. Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah, so. in, in player conflict within boundaries can be very fun and and you know very satisfying. Right. Out of player conflict, 
needs to be handled delicately and yeah is is a thing <laughs> yeah yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> So, uh, out. Uh, let's get some pluggables going. Mm. Uh, thank you for listening. And my name is Emily Graymore. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me at Emily Graymore on TikTok. And that's Graymore with an E on the end, uh, just to keep things easy. And you'll be able to see my other podcast there, which is Unbalanced Encounters. And um, it's all in my link tree on my TikTok. Uh, I'm Hannah Burnett. Uh, you can find me on TikTok talking about TTRPGs and sewing at critical underscore stitch. Um, and to take it into left field just a little bit, uh, if you're in the Boston area and you like fun theatrical experiences, um, I have a new job that's going to be running until the end of March. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast cocktail experience, legally distinct from the Disney property. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's a fun pseudo escape room cocktail experience where you get to watch me and or my cast members talk with fun little fake French accents and um, serve you cocktails. Uh, and I'm you can I'm find there. tickets for that at explorehidden.com or bucketlisters.com. Uh, and that is being held at the uh, the restaurant The Merchant in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I've got a pluggable. Uh, hi, it's Ibrahim. You can find me on every place on the internet that matters at cosmic underscore Eve. I'm currently uh, playing through Persona 3 Portable on my Twitch, which is, you know, fun little game. I'm going to try not to grind too hard. I have a tendency to overdo it, but uh, we'll see if I can still have the game be a challenge. Probably not. I'm probably going to grind. I've already grind. I, I ground for like seven hours last night. Um, <laughs> so I failed instantly. Uh, but you can also catch uh, uh, Prayers and Static, which will be returning shortly. Um by the time you hear this, we are probably just about to start back up. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And I'm uh, Nick Plaisance. You can find me on the Delightful Dungeon Diving TikTok. We also now have a Delightful Dungeon Diving Instagram, a YouTube, and uh, we also have a Discord. You can find a link for that on our TikTok or our Instagram. So please come join us. Uh, we're trying to build a really welcoming and inclusive community of people who love tabletop role-playing games and fantasy and story writing and create yeah everything so come join us on discord if we get 100 people in the discord i will run a game and i'll run a vote for the game and we can have a little fun game with people in the discord Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that'd be you cool. all heard him it's a contract it's a contract <laughs> i signed contracts done and uh yeah thanks for hanging with us so far and we'll see you all on the next episode thanks bye bye so i'm i'm fucking up for everyone here so no one else has to